about to listen to the words and teachings of Pastor Shola Oshimakide of the household of David. Be blessed. Psalm 91, we, we stopped here on Wednesday and I, I just want to talk briefly on some of the things we said on Wednesday. And then we continue second service. So, uh, we read Psalm 91, we all know, He that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. It's a child and full of many wonderful promises. I will say of the Lord is my refuge and my fortress. My God, in Him will I trust. Surely He will deliver me from the snare of, of the fowler and from noisome pestilence. He shall cover thee with his feather. Under his wings shall thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and thy buckler. And uh, thou shalt not be afraid of the terror by night, or arrow, arrow that fly by. So there are terrors <laughs> and terrorists in the night. And there are arrows by the day. And the Bible says we shall not be afraid. No pestilence, that's epidemic kind of stuff, walking in the, new, in the darkness, or the destruction wasted at noonday. Thousands shall fall by your side, and ten thousand... But it shall not come nigh thee. Only with thy heart will you behold. And then he says that he will command his angels. They will bear you up in their hand. Lest you dash your foot against a stone. And we started looking at where is that. So when you read all these extravagant promises. The next question will be that. So where is the secret place of the most high? Where is the shadow of the almighty? Where there is a guarantee of absolute protection, safety. The Bible says that he who dwells in the secret place. He said, no evil shall befall you, neither shall any plague, any disease come that near thy dwelling place. He said then, because he will command his angels. And Satan quoted the scriptures unto Jesus when Jesus was fasting. He said, cast yourself down from the mountain. For it is written, he shall give his angels. So where is the secret place where there are angels all around? Where is the secret place of the Most High? And we were looking at that on Wednesday. So let's read something in Hebrews chapter 12. Towards the tail end, maybe verse 20. Let's start from 24. So, hallelujah. Oh, let's start from 23. 22. Amen. But you are come to Mount Zion. Say amen. amen. One of the ways to enjoy the Bible is to accept what the Bible says of you. Are you with me? Praise the Lord. It is more powerful than praying that Lord let me be. Many times Christians pray for God to let them be what the Bible says they are, they are already. Hallelujah. Because you should respond to the word of God. And I dare say to everybody, when you study your Bible, don't keep quiet. If you read that greater is it that is say it with your mouth. If you read that you have been reconciled to God, say it with your mouth. If you read something, we are passed from death to life. Pause and say in Jesus' name, I have passed from death to life. That is how to read the Bible. It's not supposed to be read quietly. It's already enemy. Praise the Lord. When you read a psalm that you say to yourself that I dwell in the secret place of the most high, under the shadow. Why is it called a secret place? Nobody had access to the place then. Hallelujah. You know, in the Old Testament, he kept some things as secret. I'm going to show you another one in Job 28. We don't know who exactly wrote 20, Job 28. No introduction and no conclusion. He just jumped from the middle of nowhere as a chapter and started talking about some ancient and some deep things. We'll go there in a while. But this one says, uh, okay, okay, let's read, let's read Job 28. 
And then we come back to Hebrews 12, 22. Job 28. Let's start from verse 1. Look at, Bible says, look at the beginning. No introduction. Surely, there is a vein for silver. A place for gold. If you read 27, the last verse, and 29, the beginning verse, no correlation with this one. There is a place for gold. Where they, they find. Verse 2. Iron is taken out of the earth. And brass is molding out of stone. He setteth an end to darkness. He's beginning to talk now. And searcheth out all perfection. The sons of darkness are the shadow of death. Verse 4. The floor breaketh from the inhabitants. Even the waters. Forgotten of the food. They are dried up. They are gone away from men. As for the earth. Out of it come a bread. Under it as it turned up as it were fire. Verse 6. The stones of the, of the place of Shaphat. And it had dust of gold. Verse 7. There is parts. Now, the main message. Which no foul knoweth. Which virtuous eyes have not seen. Lions web have not trodden it. Nor the fields lion passed by it. He put forth his hand upon the rock. He overturned the mountains by the roots. He cut out rivers out of rocks. This, this is talking about impossible things. He saw a mountain, he turned it upside down. He saw a rock and he brought water out of the rock. Who, who is he talking about and who can do this kind of thing? Now he says, next verse. He binded the flood from overflowing. And the thing that is in, it bringeth forth to life. He started talking about wisdom. Referring to wisdom as a person. Then he says, where shall wisdom be found? Where is the place of understanding? Verse 13. Man knoweth not the price thereof. Now that you found the land of living. The depth says, it is not in me. The sea says, it is not with me. Verse 15. It cannot be gotten for gold. Neither shall silver be weighed for the price thereof. It cannot be valued with the gold of offering, with the precious stone or with sapphire. The gold and the crystal cannot equal it. And the exchange of it shall not be for jewels or, or fine golds. No mention shall be made of coral, pearls or price. For the price of wisdom is above rubies. Verse 19. The topaz of Ethiopia cannot equal it, neither shall it be valued with pure gold. Then he said, Where then cometh wisdom? And where is the place of understanding? That's verse. Seeing it is hid from the eyes of all living, kept close from the fowls of the air. Verse 22. Destruction and death say, We have had the fame thereof with our ears. So we know this guy we are talking about. Death said so. So there is something that death and destruction they are afraid of. Now, go back to Psalm 91. He said that. You shall not be afraid of destruction running around. And he said, but everything is connected to one place. He that dwells in the sacred place of the Most High. So where is the sacred place of the Most High? And is this still secret? <laughs> Hallelujah. Let's read something in uh, that Hebrews chapter, Hebrews chapter 12, verse 22. Thank you, Lord. But you are come to Manzion, unto the city of the living God. The heavenly Jerusalem mm. to an innumerable company of angels. See, most things that are on earth are also in heaven. If you read the book of Revelation, the tree of life in the garden is also in heaven. And possibly the one on earth has been taken to heaven. I don't know, but nobody can access the garden of Eden again. The garden is still somewhere, probably around Middle East or so, but you can't find it. Because there are angels guiding it. They will make sure that you miss it. <laughs> Amen. Praise the Lord. Uh, you can use the four rivers that is mentioned in that chapter 2 
to actually get the location. Because those rivers are still alive. They are still on earth right now. So they are close to the garden, but nobody knows the exact location of the garden. Because when God hides something, nobody can find it. Hallelujah. Amen. When he hides something, nobody... And God is a... When he comes to hide, he knows how to hide. When he wanted to hide Moses, he hid him right in the house of his enemies. That is the almighty God himself. He did not hide Moses away from the one who wanted to kill Moses. He hid Moses in the house of the very guy that wanted to kill Moses. So they were feeding Moses and paying his mother money for taking care of his own son. God is awesome. You know, that's wonderful. They hire somebody to take care of his own child. Of our own child. That's fantastic. Amen. That's the kind of job I like. <laughs> if you love to play football, normally you go for sex. They don't pick you, you fight. You love to play. They select people, you are not selected, you are angry. I'm, I'm sure many of you did that in secondary school. If they weren't selected, selecting you when you were in secondary school, you were not good, period. So you are not qualified to be talking about uh, they see the way they are playing and all those things. Amen. So the general assembly of the church of the firstborn, which are written in heaven. So the God, the judge of all. So the spirit of just men made perfect. Verse 24. So Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant. So the blood sprinkling that speaks better things than that of Hebel. I'm going to talk about eternal life second. second. This is awesome. The Bible is talking about what you have come to Mount Zion. And there is a blood sprinkling that speaks. There is a blood. Blood there talks. Now, Mount Zion. So, we looked at something. Matthew chapter 27 verse 51. And I'll begin to close now. Hallelujah. All I want to share with you this morning is the fact that if any man is in Christ, there is no secret place again. The door is open. We have been brought to that which was referred to as secret place in the Old Testament. It's now an open place unto us. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. We dwell in Zion. Hallelujah. <laughs> so, you know, let's start from verse 50. This shocked the soldiers when Jesus died. Jesus, when he cried again with a loud voice, yielded up the ghost. He just said, Father, into your hand I commit my spirit. So actually, Jesus was not killed. Jesus laid down his life. If he didn't say those words, he wasn't going to die. He said, I have power to lay it down, I have power to take it again. So when he was on the cross, when it was time to go, he was the one that said it himself. Because in his lineage, they weren't dying anyhow. They chose when to die. Abraham blessed his children, gathered his foot on his feet on the bed, and died. Isaac died the same way. Jacob died. All of them blessed their people before dying. None of them died unexpectedly. So when he goes to the turn of Jesus also, even though he was on the cross... He had to say, Father, into your hand, I commit my spirit. And he bowed his head. What a way to die. So he gave up the ghost. He gave it up. Hallelujah. But when he did that, something happened. The Bible says, in verse 51, the veil of the temple was rent into two from top to bottom. And there was earthquake. And I explained that on ways. And that's where I want to stop. This is access to the sacred place. In the old tabernacle of Moses, like I explained on Wednesday, you, the tabernacle has three parts. Every Christian should get familiar with this. What Christ has done, and that you don't know about, you cannot walk in the reality of it. 
When I start talking about eternal seconds, you are going to understand that something has been put in you that should subdue failure, sick, all kinds of defeat. All of us are still learning. But when we arrive, the old world we know that the gods have come down in human form. Hallelujah. Paul just got to the gates and he told a man who had never walked before in Acts chapter 14. He looked at the guy and he said, Stand up. And the guy stood up. And the Bible says that the people brought out rams to worship. I said, The gods have come down to us in human form. People stepped a little into it and came back for service. I want to show you that that which is in Jesus is in every Christian. And it is a liquid that is called eternal life, which is already in your blood right now. But we go there, we go there, second, second service. But we have to understand how we got to that place. Because it is this. See, if, if, if somehow in, in Yoruba tradition, especially I'm more familiar with Yoruba tradition, when they tell a man that he's going to become God, he's going to become anything, and right before he started, they beheld several people and spilled their blood. If we, there's a level of confidence that will come upon him. He knows that that which is done now, this is a very deep ritual. And they have confidence. You need to know the ritual that takes place that is called death and resurrection. If you don't have the understanding, you won't walk tall. When you do, something happens to you. Hallelujah. Are you, are you with me? Praise the Lord. There is a spirit in you. It is called the Holy Ghost. Are you following me? Praise the Lord. When Jesus died, they just saw that the cutting parted. What happened? Jesus exposed that which was a secret thing before. The tabernacle of old are the outer courts, the inner courts, and the holy of holies. Now, anybody could get to the outer, outer courts. Only the priests and several priests or the Levites will come into the inner courts. Then there was a small room called the holy of holies. The most uh, sanctified room on earth that time. Only the high priest could enter, and even the high priest could only enter once in a year. And I told them once, if he was going to enter, he would tie a bell to himself, he would tie a rope to himself, he would put the rope outside. Because if he should die inside the room, nobody would be able to go in to pick him up. Only him could enter, and even him could only enter once in a year. So he would leave the rope outside. The purpose of the bell, as long as they were hearing the bell, they would know that Baba was still alive. <laughs> no more sound of bell, something has happened to Baba, so they will use the end of the rope to pull him out. And if a mistake, if he should make a mistake there, his two sons, Aaron's son, Nadab and Abihu, just saw fire and put fire before God, and God consumed the two of them immediately. They died. And when they died, God told Moses, tell their father, if you cry, you join them. <laughs> Such was, why was God like? Because God and flesh are incompatible. Even though there was an arrangement in Old Testament by the laws and ordinances to help the people, man in Old Testament was still God's enemy. When you say man, we are not talking about men. Man is one. There is just one Adam. Old Adam and new Adam. Just two. So in the Old Testament, they all belong to first Adam. And first Adam committed treason. So no matter how God tried to help the first Adam, the first Adam was still God's enemy. Because the nature of Satan had entered when man sinned in the garden. When God said, if you sin, thou shalt die. The Bible said, the thief coming up but to steal, to kill, and to death is with the devil. Life is with God. When Adam chose devil, death entered, and death entered humanity. Are you with me? So, that's only room. God only tolerates man to enter once. And before the high priest will enter, he will pour blood, he will kill an animal, 
turn the blood over his head, drain the blood over his head. So it must enter under the protection of the blood of a spotless lamb. But he could only spend a few minutes there. In spite of all those rituals, coming in only once in a year, putting blood or uh, ram on your head and coming in, Ever we tolerate him to stand there for a while because the flesh is against the spirit and the spirit is against and God is a spirit. Are you, are you with me? So he was letting man know the importance of this. So nobody no testament except the high priest could tell what was inside that room. Nobody. He went out, once in a year he would come out and nobody could. Nobody could say anything about the room. They knew that the ark of Moses was there because inside the room they are two cherubim. Cherubims are the higher level of angels. They are the four angels before the throne of God. They are the ones with eyes all over their body, guiding the throne of God. If you want to see the throne of God, when you see, you might faint. They are big beings with eyes all around them, and the Bible says each one of them has four heads. They have the head of a lion, the head of a man, the head of a hawk, and the head of an eagle on one beam. Imagine he's looking at you with the head of lion. <laughs> Just faint. <laughs> I'm sorry. So these are the beings. The throne of God is a scary place. These are the beings around the throne of God. And they speak every now and then. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord Almighty. Now two of them are standing. The Ark of Covenant is at the middle with the mercy seat there, which represents that God is seated upon that seat. It's a duplicate of what is in heaven. Heaven is like that. The cherubim are around God in heaven. They are also in the house of Tabernacle, even though. Their golden image was there, but the presence was there also. So every time the high priest entered, they knew that he was one second away from death. So I'm sure he would be quick to come out. If we were the one, we'd be fine. We'd spend time in that kind of place. Just enter, put the blood on the seat and run out. That before he kills, you know. And he was showing them, nobody quest the place. But when Jesus said, into your hand, Jesus became the last lamb. And the perfect lamb. Now I said Jesus played a dual dual role. He was, in the Old Testament, the high priest would take a spotless lamb and kill the lamb. In the case of Jesus, he was a lamb when he was dying on the cross. When he finished dying, when he carried his blood, he became the high priest. He performed the role together. And he took the blood to the throne room in heaven. Now, (laughs) that secret place of the Most High, there was a testimony there was the rod of Moses that became the, 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 the rod that was growing. And there was manna inside. All those things. As sad as they were, the day Jesus died, the curtain was torn to two. Everybody could see in. That means not a sacred place anymore. The blood made the place that was once a secret place an open place. That's why the Bible says that we are come to Mount Zion. Now we are come to the innumerable company of angels. Angels and men, because of the state of man that time, they could help them a little because of laws and blood sacrifice, but they couldn't help them for long. In Exodus 23, God told Moses later, He said that I send my angels to lead you. He said, see that you don't offend him because he will not pardon your transgression. And that's how many of them died in the wilderness. Because the nature, that's why you need to hear what I'm about to say, second service, what was the problem? God wasn't wicked. There was a nature in man. The nature of Satan, the nature of flesh, was a man. And no matter how God tried to help man, they couldn't get along. So the same people he saved out of Egypt, many of them died in the wilderness. One day, serpents are coming by, because they were mumbling again, they just weren't compatible. So God managed, managed until, because to give man eternal life, which is the nature of God, something has to happen. A sacrifice 
that will be bigger than all other sacrifices must be offered to give God legal rights to give man eternal life. The eternal life that you have is not a gift. It is done legally. We are going to get back to that second. That is important. Hallelujah. All weaknesses, all fear. When the Christian is afraid, we are weak, you still want to do wrong stuff. It is because of lack of understanding of the eternal life that has come inside you. When it is known, when it is known, it changes everything about you. We'll get to the point of talking about to step up your IQ. There's no reason for any Christian to fail. And I'm going to show you from the Bible. These are not bogus. You need to know what has been done inside you. Hallelujah. Nothing from our family can affect us anymore. Brother, the bloodline has changed. Hallelujah. You can't be angry like your father anymore. Things have changed. Praise the Lord. The disease coming down cannot... Things have changed. Because something happened. The life of the flesh is in the blood. Hallelujah. And blood was shed on your behalf for a reason. Now you have become a partaker of divine nature. Oh, but many don't know. They don't know. They don't know. We have access to the secret place of the Most High under the shadow of the Almighty. The angels were shadowing the Master Sea. That's the shadow of the Almighty. That's where we dwell now. That's what the Bible says. Let's, let me close with 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18. We all, hallelujah. You know, Moses saw the glory, but he covered his face. But the Bible says something about us. Why many people don't understand is that man is a spirit. You are not flesh and blood. You are a spirit, but you have a body. You are a spirit, but you have a body. The greatest training you can do for yourself is to train your spirit. Your spirit knows far more than your mind. And maybe in this series we will get to the point of hearing the voice of God. And if I get to that point, I will explain to you also how witches know things supernaturally. And now a Christian also know far more than that. And how they come in through the back door. Occultic spirit, strange spirit. Remember, they are fallen angels from heaven. So they have access to a measure of supernatural. But a Christian ought not to be deaf and dumb to the realm of the spirit. No. Hallelujah. Are you, are you following me? Oh, it grieves me to know. Oh, Lord. Maybe we'll talk about some of the second service. So many people are born again. Things happening before them, generation for the East, happening to them also right now. That's, that's painful. Amen. It is because many people have not been taught what is really going on. When you see a child that is born of a Christian, there should be something about that child. Hallelujah. When you see a man that is born and a woman that is born and you come in to marry, it should be heaven or not. We have to understand these things. Are there trials? Yes. Do things happen, but we, are born, we, we always overcome. Hallelujah. God gave a guarantee. Say, whatsoever is born of God. Even if a dog is born of God, not whosoever. So whatsoever. Whatever is born of God. I have seen people that the presence of God in their life has moved to their car. The car can't be stolen. Are you with me? I've told you before, my phone dropped at the front of UI again when I was in UI. I didn't know. And I got back to the door. I said, and if you know you have anywhere, the great gate is a cosmopolitan place. I mean, you'll see every people trooping and out. And my phone was there. And it was the best phone then. 
Was it blue face or what? What was it called? That's that's all. <laughs> so it dropped. I know the funny thing. When later, about two hours in the room, I found I, I, I this is my phone. So I was wondering. So I asked somebody to help me call my number. So it rang. And then the second time, somebody picked and he said, and so, said so I said, Wait, said, you are a gate. And I went there. You know, this, he told me the security man at the gate. You know what he told me? He said, You are doing all this for. There's something special about you. He said, The guy that found the phone on the floor was a court guy, a ruffian. He picked the phone. And he said, security, this is someone's phone. And he gave them. He said, he now use what he said, the guy that brought the phone to us looks like somebody who should use God to collect somebody's phone. <laughs> he said, he found this beautiful phone and he dropped it at the security. They were looking at him, smelling their hand and walked away like that. An angel told him, God can speak to Cyrus. He can speak to fish. He can speak to anything. He just said, you cannot, and that's it. Hallelujah. Amen. Kidnappers too, sorry, but there was this Christian girl among them. And for some reason, they just couldn't rape her. When she left, they were talking later. One of them said, why didn't we touch her? The other one said, I don't know. I thought you wouldn't like it. I said, no, me, I thought that you would say no. So I didn't bring up the idea of sleeping with her. They were raping her. They, they just assumed mutually. This one will feel, this one will feel. And that was it. It's a way she left. I told her to them that the two of them had it in mind. But they couldn't carry it out. If God should open your spiritual, an angel must have stood there telling them that you can't do it. The assumption they had was the whisper of an angel. If angels need to confuse people, they can do it very well. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Somebody came to steal in one church. He stole everything. He gathered it together. And he stayed with it till they arrived in the morning and met the person there. It was when they arrived and they arrested it that he understood what he was doing. He gathered and he just left it. Amen. I learned on someone from they broke in someone's apartment. Also, they carried everything, assembled them together, brought it outside the compound, and sat down with it inside the compound until police arrived. And nobody was wondering what happened. He said they just felt they shouldn't go out of the gates. That's not normal. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. Have you heard me today? The blood of Jesus must be part of your prayer. It's a word you should mention every now and then. Lift up your hand and say, I'm covered by the blood of Jesus. Say, the blood of Jesus washes me from all unrighteousness. So nothing can count against me. The blood of Jesus cleanses me from all unrighteousness, from sin and the effect of sin. Hallelujah. That's why Revelation 12, 11 says, what is there? They overcame by the blood of the Lamb. Hi. Their blood will neutralize any jazz and destroy the power of it. Christians don't know the value. Oh, is there an incision on you? Put your hand there and say, by the blood, the effect of it, it, it loses its power straight away. Deliverance is not somebody praying for you for three hours. You can do deliverance for yourself. It is true that some families have offered themselves to things. When you know, stand wherever you are in the house, put your hand on yourself and call in the name of... When you say the blood, it goes back to all that happened on the cross. And it has enough power to nullify any other thing after that. Hallelujah. Our weapons are the most powerful. Are you with me? When you say the blood of Jesus, demons give up. 
People have said that, oh, religious people used to say that, they have talked some Christians out of some things. You know, some, you met some people, accident, accident about to have blood of Jesus, blood of Jesus. The way they are calling out, they are calling out of fear. That's why I'm sharing with you. When you have understanding, sometimes death is coming and you are like, but blood has been shed on my behalf. My case has to be different. They did offer a man for me. They offer God himself. Who laid down his blood? Who will lay any charge against the Lord's elect? It is the Lord that justifies. God will never listen to Satan's accusation to determine my case. There is therefore now no condemnation. So those who are in Christ, when I pray nothing stands against my prayer, my weaknesses and my mistakes cannot stand against my prayer because they are the things that Jesus Christ has taken care of. You know, a Christian wants to pray for a sin, but you are considered, you need a money devotion, so you don't want to exercise authority. Where have you read in the Bible that your authority is based on your money devotion? Money devotion is important. Fasting and prayer is important. But don't stand on them. Stand on the word of God. Your faith must not be built on any other thing. If you are dressing the devil because you have lived right from morning till evening, the devil has lived on earth for over 6,000 years. It will be a foolish thing to do. Because you've gotten right in a day. That day you, you, you didn't say anything wrong to anybody. Somebody called you a fool. You just nodded your head. So you're happy. You think you are righteous that day. So you want to face it. You're, you are operating what's called self-confidence. It carries no power. But if you operate against the devil on the ground of don't see the Lord, what he has said. On the ground of I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. They already know you are. But they believe that you don't know that you are. And you have to show them. Hallelujah. A new life has been brought to us. Oh, we thank God for the blood of Jesus. It is a living thing. Remember, I took you around the journey down to Exodus. He said, put it on the pole of the door. Nothing will enter your house. And I told them the angel of death that was released that night, the same angel in Revelation, that one of the four, four angels that will be, and the word Apollyon, and that's the name for Satan, the destroyer. Or Bezibor, Lord of Lies. That's why they are called foul spirits in the hair. It's the same Lucifer controlling all of them. And himself is a man of destruction. But believe me sincerely, Jesus has come to give us life. And to give us authority. Every morning when you want to leave your house, speak the blood. Say, I'm just affirm the fact that the blood has been shed on your behalf. That I am covered by the blood. Lay your hands on your children and tell them that they are covered by the blood of Jesus. Amen. When you enter your shop, look around. Blood is on that shop. Hallelujah. No force can come in. Nothing can work against. You are marked by the blood. And nobody can touch you. We have to believe this. Hallelujah. Thank you for listening to the teaching of Pastor Shola Oshumakinde. We believe you have been blessed. Worship with us at David's Court, number 25 Mojidi Street, off Twin Street, Ikeja, Lagos. On Sundays, our first service starts by 8 a.m. and our second service by 10 a.m. While our midweek service starts by 7 p.m. on Wednesdays. Go and do great things. God bless you.